Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Advice from a Call Center Geek, the podcast that talks about all things call center, contact center, operations, technology, anything that has to do with your contact center or about your call center. We're going to try to tackle it. We're going to try to give you some actionable items that you can take back to not only enhance your your call center and your operation, but also to enhance the customer experience that a lot of your customers are, are dealing with. Hi, everybody. Again, you know, welcome. This is episode two, and in episode one, we discussed who we are, what we are, why we're doing this podcast, you know, where we've came from and where I've come from. And for those that that have not listened to it, my name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group. Expedia is a uh, a 500-seat outsourcer located here in uh, what is uh, on uh, December 19th, very chilly, Erie, Pennsylvania. But what I, what I would like to do is, is take my 25-plus years of, of call center experience and, and try to help you navigate some of the things that, that are probably bothering you or, or, or a headache for you in your call center. So we discussed seven reasons why your call center stinks in Episode 1. And if you haven't listened to it, you know, take a second after this and, and, and give it – it's only about 20 minutes – Take a listen to it because our next you know, seven or eight episodes, we're going to focus on one of those topics and we're going to try to fix or try to help or try to advance you know, one of those things that, that you're struggling with. Because I can guarantee you each one of you out there are struggling with at least one or two of those topics and, and some of you more. Hopefully not seven, but a lot of you I think can relate to some of those issues. So today what we're going to discuss is my favorite topic and it's the number one topic that I think can, can enhance your call center. Um, it's the bedrock which everything should be made, and that's culture. And that's defining your culture or evolving the culture of your center if you don't like where it is now and, and how we can do that and, and how we can define a lot of this. So I want to give you two definitions of culture because I, I think it's a little bit hard to define, and that's why people really don't like to discuss it. So I found this off the Internet, and all I did was a quick Google search for company culture, and I got company culture is the personality of a company. It defines the environment in which employees work. Company culture includes a variety of elements, including work environment, company mission, which I kind of agree with, values, ethics, expectations, goals, blah, 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 right? So I'm going to boil that down for you into something that I think can, we can relate to in the, in the call center world. But you know, the culture is how you operate. It's how you treat people from a management uh, perspective. And that's not just the people that work under you, but that's your peers as well. Because all of your employees, if you are in a management role, they see how you discuss and how you talk and what clicks you're in with your peers. They see all that. So it's really important from a culture standpoint that we understand that. It's also important how our reps treat people. What is accepted on the call center floor? How are you allowed to talk to them? How are they allowed to talk to you? Do you have a, a positive, exciting floor, right, where you're doing high fives and, and you're doing rah-rahs? Or do you have a culture that's that's more refined and it's it's more conservative? It doesn't have to be one or the other. It has to be right for you. 
but it needs to be defined and it needs to be thought out. Once it is defined, it then needs to start and it will be, if it's done right, it starts to be something that your employees will self-monitor. It'll be something that your employees start to buy into if you do it right. And it's amazing to see when there's a when there's a buy-in with the associates, when there's a buy-in from the entire call center floor and your contact center culture that stems from your HR, who you hire, how you act, how you train, how the management team deals with the associates and how the associates treat treat their, their peers and also, you know, people that are above them. It's amazing what can happen to the, the whole contact center, to the turnover, to the customer experience. So you know, in good companies, and I, and I love, you know, talking about this with my guys, in good companies, the management leads, right? So if your management team is leading, if they have a buy into the culture, you're going to have a, a you, you should have a pretty good company if it's a, if it's a healthy culture that you're looking for. But you know, in great companies, in great call centers, the employees carry that baton. The employees self-police, the employees are the ones that are pushing that culture. So our goal here today is to, number one, define what the proper culture is for our organization. Number two, how do we trickle that down to our associates and how do we get them to buy into that so that now they're the ones that are pushing it. Let's talk about this in, in kind of small pieces. And the, the most important one that I think you guys will probably care about the most because, you know, I coach basketball and uh, when I go to these clinics, everybody wants plays, right? They don't, they don't want to talk about theories. They want to talk about, well, I want to score with two seconds left. How do I do it? So I'm going to give you something here that I think you can score with two seconds left. And um, that's how you can hire the best customer service and call center representative for your organization. So let me ask you, how many of you, you know, have this uh, have this kind of process when it comes to hiring and, and i'd like you to just kind of raise your hand here i guess in the digital world here to see if, if this is kind of how you guys do it do you and your hr team you know you look at a resume you you ask a couple questions maybe over a phone interview or a, a face-to-face interview you know maybe the candidate takes a little personality test then off this data you decide if they are you ready if they're a fit right if they're a fit for your company for most organizations a fit means they, they think that they can do the job, right? That's a fit. Can you do the job and can you do the job well? And I would say that that's not even close to what you should be looking for. You need to be looking for somebody who, again, is the right person for your organization, not the so-called best call center rep. So how we get this is, one, we need to look at what's important to us, right? So we need to define our culture. And let me give you an example of how we have done it, and then maybe that'll help you kind of think yours through. So at Expedia, our culture, and we believe in this pretty pretty severely, is a sunshine attitude with an entrepreneurial mindset. And at face value, that sounds like a lot of BS, right? It sounds like some mission statement that says, our customer service representatives are here to provide the best blah, 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 right? All that. But we have really drilled down with it. So sunshine attitude with an entrepreneurial mindset, what does that mean? It means attitude and effort. We have two pillars that we believe in so much that we hire off of, we incent off of, we engage our employees off of. We try to do everything that we can. And the question that we ask ourselves when we want to introduce new technology, when we want to introduce 
a new training process, when we want to hire somebody, when we want to incent someone, when we want to advance someone, you get the point, is are they passing our attitude and effort or is it enhancing our attitude and effort pillars that, that we believe so much in? So now we understand our culture, right? So our culture in, in Sunshine Attitude Entrepreneur Mindset, a.k.a. attitude and effort. How do we hire off that bit? Well, that's this took a lot of trial and error, and so what we've done is is we've um, we've done a lot of different questions. You know, some really goofy, you know, stuff like you know, if you're a crayon, what color you'd be? I guess maybe more googly. You know, to try to pull a personality out of someone. We've gone through and and really drilled down into to come up with about twenty five to thirty questions now that that try to get at if somebody has the right culture for us. And again, I don't care about your experience. Experience is about the 12th thing on our list that we look for. And it might not even be that high. My thing is, if you, if we are doing a good enough job in our training and our education, we should be able to help you get to where you need to be as long as every day you bring me an awesome attitude and you give me maximum effort. I'm going to take care of everything else. So, So that's the first piece. So we define our culture. We then define our hiring process to try to drill down. Are we perfect with it? Nope, not even close. But I can tell you after 90 days, the ones that we really firmly believed in are there. They all have that, that those two tenets. And then we need to do more, right? So it's not just good enough to have somebody that we believe has, has our culture um, kind of embedded in them. We need to now bring it out of them. And, and one of the ways that we do that is we incent off of our culture, right? You probably incent off of KPIs. You probably incent off of sales goals. Now, that doesn't mean that those things can't be included because we include them. But it can't be the end-all, be-all. It's like when we're going to talk about what call center metrics really matter in a couple podcasts down the road, right? And I, don't even get me started with that right now. But anyway... Let's make sure that, that anything that we do, again, we're, we're adding to our culture. So what we do here at Expedia for when it comes to incenting our, our employees, incenting our call center reps is we have what we call proficiency pay. So it's not commission. It's not if you hit your service level and you hit your AHT and you have uh, you know, a certain amount of sales that we just say, congratulations, here's a bonus. What we do is we look at what are the things that are important to us, right? So we know it's attitude and effort, and so we say, how can we incent off that? Well, number one is attendance, right? Because we don't even know, and, and you can't have a really good attitude or effort if you're not here. So the number one thing that we do is every single week, you have to work 100% of your schedule. If you do not, then you're not up for proficiency pay for that week because you weren't the most proficient uh, for the week, right? We're only rewarding people who have been the most proficient in our attitude and effort pillars. So... The next thing is is what you most of you do. We we still got to do the job, right? So we're still gonna you know have a a minor piece of this that is that is on on KPIs, whether it's a sales program or whether it's a service program, and and you know hitting those numbers that's important. The monitoring aspect of it for us though becomes more important, and we've added a layer onto it with with speech analytics. So let me quickly talk about the speech analytics piece, and a lot of you probably don't have that, which is totally fine. And there's ways around that. But with speech analytics, we can talk about sentiment, right? So we can we can actually tell what rep, what associates have a, a positive or a negative sentiment. And we score that. And that's posted in our call center. 
So our rep, our uh, associates know at all times, you know, if somebody's in a bad mood, th- their scores are going to show. And those are the, the associates that we drill down with our QA and we make sure that we're, we're monitoring a little more and we're scoring a little more. So they got to hit a certain number on their agent sentiment, whether it's, it's mostly on the inbound side um, for that. So that's a, that's a huge way that we can, we can incent attitude, right? It's pretty cool. And the same thing can happen with your QA, right? So, so your, your proficiency would, you know, we've done that before, before analytics came out, our QA area would, would kind of take the, the, or the baton with that and, and make sure that, you know, those people were scored. And, and if there was in some negative tones, then, then you, you don't get that. You don't get proficiency pay. And then the other thing that, that we have is, is in, is an engagement, right? So we do a, a weekly agent analysis with all of our associates and the supervisor talks with them. And if they are, you know, into getting, positive feedback if they're into you know the the training and education if they're giving that that's that's our our effort piece right we're trying to give them the information they want they're taking it they're not pushing back on it they're not coming in you know if we have an associate that comes in that just you know is rolling their eyes and we don't even allow them on the phone right they're huffing and puffing their heads down on their desk they, they don't they don't last and they don't last the day with us here because it's not accepted because it's not our culture so we only accept things that are our culture and if it's not, we, we kind of, I don't want to say push them aside, but we deal with them. And then people who are really doing a really good job with that, we give them more money. We incent them. We say, this is what we want. This is what we're looking for. This is important to us. It should be important to you and those of you who are doing it. You know, We're going to pay you more and we're going to give you a bonus. So that's how we do it. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but think about what's important to you. Think about if you're actually incenting the proper things because a lot of times you're not and, and you're banging your head on the door. Or on the wall because you're giving reps, you know, that you're telling them to do things that, that maybe don't go right in line with, with what the overall overarching picture is. So that's kind of that piece of it. And then, you know, the, the next piece of this is, you know, how do you engage um, the associates? How do you make sure that you're kind of getting them, getting this, feeding this culture down into the, uh, down into this level? And, you know, the first thing that I think is really important is that you do, you have your leaders in the call center. Everybody has them, right? You know who to kind of go to if anything's going wrong. You have, you know, those leaders, those team leads, those people that that on the floor that everybody looks up to. Well, you need to treat those people like gold. You need to bring them in your office. You need to have a really tight relationship with those guys. And, you know, if, if let's just say you have a 50-seat or 100-seat call center, and whether you have that or you have a 2000 seat call center, it makes no difference because you're kind of breaking this up into the same increments. But, you know, pull these guys, pull them weekly, talk to them, talk to them and, and try to get their buy in. And to be honest, try to make it their idea, you know, show them how awesome the, the floor can be if, if they push these types of things. Get there. If you can get their buy in, then you're going to get three or four people that they know bought in right away. And then, you know, you're going to have, you know, to, to kind of get over the hump with maybe the, that last that last couple percentage of people. But that's a huge piece of it. You know, getting the buy-in of the associates, getting the buy-in of the, the leaders on the floor. If you don't know who the leaders on the floor are, then you're not spending enough time on the floor. You're not talking to enough people. you got to know who they are. And, and I would say that most of you probably out there do. One of the things that we've done as well is, is right outside my office I have a – um, it's kind of like a small, very small uh, boardroom is, is not even, it's another office that's right outside the door that there's a table in there that I just, you know, in some whiteboards and one of them, you know, I kind of leave it, 
the the door between my office and that closed and but the door to the hallway is open so any rep can walk into there there's a marker there's a whiteboard and you know I can post some pictures of this as well we have a a board that in in some kind of call it a suggestion board but the suggestions all have to go with how to enhance attitude and effort what are some of the things that you know you guys would like to see done that can enhance that culture so a rep can go in, a, a, a CFO can go in, a supervisor can go in, anybody can go in and just mark on the board. And then what we do is we vote. Normally it's once a month because that's how long it takes to, to implement a lot of these. But we vote when we when we get one done. We have a, uh, a call center-wide vote on, on what ones we want to tackle next. We come up with a group that deals with, that has you know maybe IT members and C-level members and people that are, just agents on the floor and now granted we, our business is the call center right so that's a little different than maybe some of your setups but you, you get the point and we all work together in this committee to to tackle some of these things so it really it really breeds a, a culture of teamwork for us and it also you know allows you know the the rank and file to, to really have a say because they do um, and they're just as important as as us that are up here you know supposedly making all these decisions but you know, those are some of the ways that we think that you can really enhance the the culture of your organization. You can, you know, really get the feedback and and get the the, the tenor of your agents on the floor to, to kind of buy into to what you you're looking for and what you deem important. So, you as a leader, you as a manager, have a lot of say in how this works. You kind of are the, the 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 puppet master, right? That that can play some strings properly to get this done. Or you can do nothing, right? You can be just very happy with where you are, and nothing's going to get done. You know, you're you are you are the leader, um, and the leaders can either totally enhance the call center, enhance their job, or they can be the ones that kind of stifle everything. You got to ask yourself: look at your room, stand up. You know, maybe right now, if you're on your floor, most of you probably are are actually working and not doing that. But tomorrow, when you go into work, um, and it's your busiest part of the day. You know, just stand there and and look and don't talk. See if people are enjoying themselves. See if there's clicks. See if, um, you know, what what happens. What are what are the interactions between the supervisors and the reps? Do you like that? Is it good? Talk to your HR people. Think about what what is important to you and, and important in hiring. Um, try to get some of the best people in there. And then you know what happens. This is the best part. Is once you have the culture that you like. It's it's so much easier to maintain it because even from the hiring aspect, you know, we only do referrals when we love the culture and we love the people on our call center floor. So when you do a referral program and you get more of the same, right? Because you know, there's that saying that each individual is basically the sum of the five people that are closest to them. So when you love the culture and you have a referral program, you're going to bring in more of those same like-minded people. Now, you don't want to do a referral program if you hate your culture because then that's going to breed a, a, a negative. But that's one of the really cool things too is that even your hiring costs go down when your culture goes up because you can really hammer the referrals and, and hammer those type of, of aspects of, of, of bringing, in, uh, bringing in other people um, to, to kind of add to, to what you're doing. So... Again, I think it's important. I think it's the number one thing that you need to think about. So take this week before you, you listen to the to the next one or we have a, another one out. 
um, think about what some of the culture things if, if you have any questions my email is tlaird at expivia e-x-p-i-v-i-a dot net you know shoot me some questions I'll, I'll be more than happy to to answer them also as kind of a cheap plug that I do uh, I do after every podcast is you know I do have a book um, and the book is called advice from a call center geek it's just self-published on Amazon and it kind of tackles a lot of these things and that we're going to discuss in the podcast so if you want to kind of get the book and you can kind of skip ahead and kind of see some of the things that we're going to talk about um, or kind of use it, I guess, as a tag along with what we're going to talk about, please, please do. It's it's not expensive, but I think it's something that can that can help you as well. So, again, I hope that that helps you think about what the culture of your organization is. Is it healthy? Is it not? And, and how you can advance and and bring in not only the best call center reps, but the the, the people that are right for your organization, not so much, again, as, as we talked about, the best quote-unquote call center rep. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Next uh, episode will be episode three, and we're going to talk about education, and we're going to talk about initial training and why I hate the word training for, for human beings. We'll discuss that. And we're going to talk about initial training for new call center reps. We're going to talk about ongoing training and how to get the most out of your, your associates. So, and thank you very much. Um, I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, talk to you soon. The geek kind of is uh, is signing out. Bye.